0: This is the Daily Perspective Podcast for Friday, the 14th day of May 2021. Mark Congleton, your sometimes humble host here, for this hour of uh, observation, the daily dose of observation, insight, and absurdity. I'm hoping you're doing well, and that you are celebrating a weekend, because the weekend is upon us thinking about what i'll be doing this weekend i'll be spending plenty of it sitting right here actually here in the studio working on things for liferadio.fm and uh that's i you know it started as a side project and i told you i was excited about it and and uh it's been up and rolling for about three weeks now and uh it, it it's, it's looking good. It's really looking good. I, I hope you have checked it out. If you haven't let me again, as I have every day recently, encourage you to go over and have a look at liferadio.fm. That's the web address. It, it, FM is actually one of the, one of the domain net designators that you can buy now. It's .fm is one of them. .us is one of them, which is why I have linkreport.us. And there are a, there are a bunch of them you'd be surprised if you if you do a little research you'll be surprised at how you can custom tailor the name of a website to to your particular interest or your business or whatever and you can do that and dot fm just seemed like a natural thing i looked at link re uh, not link report but liferadio.com and I didn't want to pay $35,000 for it. So <laughs> somebody's camping on it. And that happens a lot in the web business as well is that someone will realize, oh, I could make some money off of this. And they'll register a name. And uh, once they register the name, they will sit on it. And when they sit on it, they will sit on it and wait for the highest bidder. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm looking something up right. Right. Uh huh uh they they will wait for the highest bidder to come along and see how much money they can actually make off of it right and i i well, that's not right hang on and i know this because um there i've been involved in a couple of websites where um you, know, you see where you could uh the, where the the uh the domain registration lapsed and it was one of those paperwork things where it got shuffled off and and or, or, or possibly in, in, in one case that's very personal when I was directly involved with was that, uh, um, uh, the, the, the need for the website was no longer there. And so, uh, I said, okay, I'm just going to retire that. I'm not going to pay for that name anymore. And now I can't get it. And it's, it's mark when you go, because we have the market Mac show. And I you know went looking for mark and now. Uh, what you find is a thing with, with different stuff on it, ads on it, and it says the domain is for sale to purchase. You just call this this one place, uh, this place, afternick.com. And they'll try to hit you for 1500 2500 or whatever they think they can get out of you for the name. And no. So what I did, when I found out they wanted uh, a lot of money for the domain name that I registered, and clearly, it was a very popular domain name at some point And they figured, eh, we'll make some money if they want to come back and get this. Well, no, I just went and bought markandmacshow.com. <laughs> so, there you go. All right. Um, so, I'll be working on things for liferadio.fm over the weekend. Wow. I just got, kind of got all tied up and spinning around little circles there. The weekend is upon us. Uh, uh, yeah, there'll be some yard work. You, know, the, you know, everybody, if you, the weather is in your favor, you'll be out there working in your yards. You'll be doing things, washing cars, taking care of business because you're not at work and you can. And hopefully you will take some time this weekend to unplug, to disconnect, to turn off your mobile devices, to leave the laptop at home, to to go for a walk in the woods, to sit someplace quiet and just be in the quiet for a while. I talk about this from time to time because I think it's extremely important for us to unplug and to stop the constant barrage of information from pounding on our brains and seek some quiet, not only physically, but spiritually, just get into the quiet for a while and deal with what you hear in the quiet. I think a lot of times we surround ourselves with noise. A lot of times, all the time, we surround ourselves with noise in order to not have to hear what we would hear in the quiet. I think that's why people listen to music all the time. That's why older men listen to talk radio constantly. I think it's why we have something going. The TV always has to be on. Some sort of background music, some sort of background noise, there has to be something going on all the time to distract us from what we hear in the quiet. Well, I submit to you that if you're ignoring what you hear in the quiet, then you're avoiding something and it has you it has you wigged out and you don't want to deal with it well here's a basic truth for life if you avoid something and don't deal with it odds are it's just gonna get bigger deal with it stop avoiding it spend that time in the quiet and deal with your life from a personal from a spiritual perspective it means that still small voice will speak to you and help you deal with some things you really need to deal with. Really. It's, uh, as I said, the Friday edition, and um, we've got stories to talk about today and uh, other things story besides the stories, Something else to talk about before we wrap up today. Um, let's see, what was it? Oh, this is the one. I, I had the wrong story pulled up. I need to do this. I told you about this the other day, that the, uh, that Brendan Carr, the uh, commissioner, the FCC commissioner, um, actually, no, it wasn't it. Hang on, let me do that. It. it was uh, Marilyn Mosby. That's who it was, the Democrat, um, who has petitioned the, uh, uh, has filed a complaint with the FCC asking the commissioner to censor a TV news department in her city because they keep reporting negatively about her. Well, that's that's one. That's just childish. And two, it's unconstitutional. <laughs> it's illegal. And the commissioner of the FCC, Brenda, Brendan Carr, ripped into... The Baltimore City State's Attorney's Office for attempting to use a federal force to punish a local news outlet. The Baltimore State's Attorney's Office, led by Marilyn Mosby, filed a complaint with the FCC last week accusing WBFF Fox 45, a local affiliate of Fox News, of endangering the lives of Mosby and her family with, quote, racist news coverage. Carr responded to the complaint saying the FCC should dismiss it immediately. Carr also said that Mosby's complaint is part of a troubling surge in Democratic attempts to censor free speech and news coverage. Here's what the full statement says. The state attorney's office, led by Democrat Marilyn Mosby, has launched a chilling and direct attack on free speech and journalistic freedom. The complaint her office filed with the FCC asks the commission... To censor a newsroom simply because journalists are doing their constitutionally protected jobs and shining a light on the work of the state's attorney invoking the power of the state to silence journalists for unfavorable coverage strikes at the very heart of the first amendment as i said it's unconstitutional it is particularly troubling that a public official would work to silence reporters that are investigating her work at a time when federal prosecutors have already opened a criminal investigation into her activities. Indeed, the day after the state's attorney's office filed its complaint with the FCC, the targeted newsroom was awarded four prestigious regional Edward R. Murrow awards for journalism excellence, including one for its stories covering the work of the state's attorney's office. The state's attorney's office complaint alleges that there is troubling, abhorrent, and outright dangerous conduct going on here. They are correct in this respect. It's the conduct of the state attorney's office that is troubling, abhorrent, and outright dangerous. Yet this complaint is part of a recent and troubling surge in efforts by Democrat officials to pressure the FCC and its regulated entities into censoring news coverage and political speech that Democrats don't like. The FCC should make it clear that it will not operate as the DNC's speech police. That's why the FCC must dismiss this complaint with prejudice by the end of today no journalists should have a complaint like this from their city's top prosecutor hanging over their newsroom fox 45 covered the mosby letter to the fcc hitting back at the state's attorney's office in its story saying fox 45 news is committed to investigating corruption in public officials asking tough questions and holding leaders accountable our award-winning investigative unit is a key part of delivering that commitment While we understand that it may not be popular with the individuals and institutions upon which we are shining a light, we stand by our reporting. Well, good for them and good for Brendan Carr, who ripped in to the Baltimore City State's Attorney's Office for attempting to use a federal force to punish a local news outlet that was shining a light on her questionable activity. There should be more, more news outlets, more news organizations should do the same. I find myself on social media. at least once a week, usually, usually once or twice a week, picking at my local stations that post on social media that I follow on social media. Because they all do. They're all on Twitter. And they post the highlights or they post little blurbs about stories they're working on. And most of the stories that they brag about working on are fluff pieces. Or they are stories based on sketchy information. Claims made by people that have not been substantiated. And they post these tweets just because they're sensational. And they attract attention. It's all about promotion. They're promoting their station, trying to get people to tune in to see what's up with this story. But if you read their their articles, if you follow their links and you see what their website story about their coverage says, you often find that there is really no there there. There's nothing to see. It's just something they think will attract attention. It'll get them web clicks. It'll get them viewers on the news that night. But that's about it. There's really not much there. I'd like to see these kinds of, these, these news organizations on the local level do what this station is doing in, in the Baltimore area. Do what Fox 45 is doing. One of the reasons that Fox 45 is under fire by Marilyn Mosby is because it is a Fox News affiliate. And, of course, the left has been branding Fox News as being a white supremacist organization, a racist organization, for as long as it's forever. They've always said this about Fox News. When, in reality, Fox News, up until the last few years or so, has been actually been fairly balanced about things. And even if you don't like them now, and many people don't, I understand that. Even if you don't like them after how they handled the presidential election and how they called certain states way ahead of when they should have when they called them for Biden, then you still have to admit, even though if you don't like them, if you look at how they cover things now, they're still, even if you disagree with how they handle some things, they're still more balanced than the other major networks. They are still more fair than the other major networks. And as I said, I qualified that. There are going to be things you disagree with, and I understand that. I don't I don't agree with all, all the things that they do. I don't agree with everything everybody does. I disagree with some things I do. <laughs> I look back and go, why did I do that? But at Fox News, they at least have... A fairly sizable audience, even though they've lost a lot of it. But they're telling the truth, for the most part. Now there are some people they need to cut ties with. Frank Luntz is one example. And there are others. There are people that they need to step away from. Because those people just aren't right. They're never right about anything they say, but they keep having them on. And I understand trying to present, present both sides of an issue. But when you have people who are consistently wrong or consistently lying, you should really reevaluate why you have those people on. But at least they're exploring things in a way that nobody else is. They aren't just rubber stamping the talking points of the left.
1: Northern Tool and Equipment. I need to ask you something. Go for it. This is a little embarrassing. Well, what's on your mind? I need directions. Okay, calm down, calm down. The hardest part's over. There's a way to do this and keep your dignity. But you're going to need a clutch lithium extreme 18-volt half-inch cordless impact wrench. Uh, okay. Hold it out your window and give it a few revs. Help will be on the way.
2: So how's this supposed to... Hey, hey, is that a clutch lithium extreme 18-volt half-inch cordless impact wrench? Where are you headed with that bad boy? Uh, 36th Street? Oh, yeah. That's just up around the corner on the left. That's, uh, that's right. Well, take care, buddy.
1: There's no problem. I'm a little horse. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain... Sleet and mud.
3: In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch.
1: Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains, dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.
0: Only you can prevent wildfires.
2: Adopt U.S. Kids presents multiple choice
3: parenting.
0: You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you, A, get spiritual?
3: Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within.
0: Oh. B. Find the positives.
3: Less time blow-drying, more time texting.
0: Or C. Show empathy.
3: Mom, you Really don't have twinsies.
2: I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same.
3: For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the
1: U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's perfect. Allison, wait. Are you texting and driving? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: It's the Daily Perspective Podcast. Warts and all. Remember, I told you yesterday, you're going to get the whole podcast, everything, breaks, and everything. Yep. That's what you're getting today. Oh, man. Let's see. Yeah, I had one other thing. I was looking for a way to... Pull something into the brake, and unfortunately, it's not in the right place. And <laughs> the way my system is set up, I-, I would need a couple hours to fix that. Anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to play you this because. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> you ready? You'll enjoy pigeon jerky,
2: pigeon jerky, the Cadillac of processed
3: meats.
2: You'll enjoy pigeon jerky, pigeon jerky, and you'll give your
0: family a treat. It's
1: balanced nutrition to help them grow. It's full of fiber to make them go. You'll enjoy pigeon jerky, pigeon jerky, the
0: cattle can process meat. Uh, oh man, hats off to Ken Heron. You remember Beaner and Ken? They they were a morning show uh, and they they were pretty hot for a while. And, and uh, Ken now lives, oh, uh, not actually a long way from me. he lives somewhere outside of jackson tennessee and he's he's worked at a little radio station there for several years and uh, and now he's he's a full-time youtuber and he does drones you know like flying drones and so he's he's got a thing he does every thursday night which is um it's a live youtube show where he just it's all about flying drones the latest happenings in the drone world and and he brings on people who are are big in the drone community and stuff like that and and they do drone news and the like and and uh, he runs it a lot like a radio show where he's got his little button bars and he's playing goofy things and and uh, he does silly stuff and he was uh ken was the uh, has been like the sidekick guy who provides all the comedy relief for morning shows for a long time. And he's, and he brings that to the uh, Thursday night live shows over on YouTube. And it's, it's amusing. It's funny. And uh, it's informative at the same time. And, and the guy is, I, I don't think a day goes by that he's not out someplace flying a drone and shooting video. He's constantly on the move. And we have a couple of times tried to hook up and have lunch and have not been successful. And hopefully, hopefully that'll happen in the near future. And they won't demand that we wear masks wherever we go and that brings us to our next story the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention yesterday eased mask wearing guidance and said that people vaccinated against COVID-19 can stop wearing masks inside in most places (laughs) Is it just me or are these guys behind things? Just way behind. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky said there are instances where individuals may need to wear masks, such as in a healthcare setting or at a business that requires masks. People will also have to abide by federal, state, local, tribal, or territorial guidance, she says. Quote, Anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing masks or physical distancing. If you are fully vaccinated, you can start doing the things that you had stopped doing because of the pandemic. We have all longed for this moment when we can get back to some sense of normalcy. Fully vaccinated people should still wear masks on buses, trains, airplanes, and other public transportation, she said, adding that for those who aren't vaccinated, the CDC recommends that they wear masks in public places. Some experts agreed with the relaxation. Others weren't so sure. There's more to this, and if you'd like to read it, you can go over to linkreport.us and see the story. But I'm not going to go any further into it than that, except to say that this, that I, what I see here is part of a pattern and it's not because I'm paranoid. You remember it's, you're not paranoid if they're really out to get you, <laughs> I'm not paranoid, trust me, I'm not a paranoid type. I just see a pattern and that's something that's happened in the recent, you I guess in the last decade or two of my life is I recognize patterns and I've, I've recognized a pattern here and that is that this is one step in the leftist process of maintaining control and management of the level of fear of the people and when they say well if you're fully vaccinated that means you've had both of your shots if it's a two-shot re- uh, regime if you're fully vaccinated well congratulations you can participate in indoor and outdoor activities large or small without wearing a mask or physical distancing we're giving you permission to live your life without a mask with the qualifier that you are fully vaccinated. What this is, is just social pressure to push vaccination. Oh, you want to get back to normal? Well, you can. You just go get vaccinated. Well, what about, the over three thousand fatalities associated with the vaccine. Oh well, that's all up there. That's that's for questionable, and and that's just that's all conspiracy theory. And really, no, no actually, those are the hard numbers. W- what about the blood clot issues? W- what about the people who have been vaccinated? And it's in the news this morning. I I actually was just trying to look it up a little while ago, and now I, of course, I can't find it. But what about what about stories of People who are fully vaccinated and now they have covid. Because we're starting to see those stories come up, not in the mainstream leftist press. No, no, you won't find it there. But uh, if you search in the conservative news media, yes, you will find those stories. You will of blood clots of people having covid after they have had the vaccine you will find those stories why aren't we having these questions answered let alone the 3000 plus people who have passed away as after getting the vaccine why aren't we seeing this addressed why is it the mainstream news media jumping on this doesn't this seem to fit the bill for a story that is sensational that is shocking that is something everybody needs to know about and that news organizations would jump on at pretty much any other time doesn't it feel like something that you would see on 60 minutes the shocking story of the three of the three thousand plus people who have died as a result of trump's vaccine you see If Donald Trump were still in office, that would be a huge story, a huge story. But Donald Trump is no longer in office and they dare not blame Joe Biden because they all colluded together to make sure he became the president of the United States. They're not going to blame him for 3000 deaths. But you can bet your booty, if it had been Donald Trump, you would have heard about it the first time somebody died. The first person who died after receiving the vaccine, they would have been all over the story blaming Donald Trump for the death of a person who has been vaccinated by the vaccine that he pushed through with Operation Warp Speed. But now, no. Not happening. What's happening? Is they're happily telling people you can get back to your life once you've had the vaccine? Hmm. It's almost like something out of a, like The Hunger Games or or some other dystopian sci-fi kind of movie where the the government, Big Brother. Is telling you how you can live your life. And as long as you conform, your life is good. But this is real life. This is not a movie. It's not a novel. This is real life. Vaccinated people don't have to wear masks inside anymore. That's great news. And there are other stories too. You've probably heard about what Ohio Governor Mike DeWine announced this week. A vaccine lottery system that will distribute a whopping $1 million to five lucky winners. Adults who have received at least their first dose of a coronavirus vaccine will be eligible to participate in this lottery drawing, which begins on May 26th. Governor DeWine said that for five weeks, one winner will be chosen each Wednesday, each receiving a million bucks. In order to win, individuals must be 18 or older, a resident of the state, vaccinated. There will be more guidelines released in coming days. I know that, in some, that some may say, DeWine, you're crazy. This million-dollar drawing idea of yours is a waste of money, but truly a real waste at this point in the pandemic when the vaccine is readily available to anyone who wants it is a life lost to COVID-19. Governor DeWine, what about those three lives which have been lost to the vaccine, or 3,000 lives lost to the vaccine? Hmm? What about those? And how do you know people have been vaccinated? Are you going to require some sort of a, an identification to prove they've been vaccinated? And why are you pushing this so hard right now?
3: It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Start it off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth.
2: All right, everybody squeeze in, say cheese.
3: Followed naturally by an order of wings and another. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
2: Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo.
1: Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool.
2: To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Song again, Here's that song again for the hundredth time today.
0: the daily perspective podcast for friday may 14th 2021 good to have you along today thank you so much for being part of the fun oh man this is what happens here okay i'm gonna close that gotta close that so during the breaks in that in this episode you're hearing the breaks so i'm staying busy doing things during the breaks and it's one of the reasons for the breaks is because it gives me an opportunity to grab something. Oh, I don't know. I Something maybe I forgot. You know. That uh, maybe I... Whoops. I did forget about that, didn't I? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, man. And that was the case during this break as well. Um, let's see here. Let's see And I'm looking to see if there's anything else. that uh, There was a reason I went digging and searching for that. And, oh, well. Okay um, um over in Tennessee or up in Tennessee when you're where I am because Tennessee is the state the state immediately to the north, the Republican governor there, Bill Lee has made a huge move as have some other governors in the United States of America to get his state back to work and it's huge. On Tuesday, he announced he's opting Tennessee out of a federal pandemic relief program that offers a supplemental, $300 per week in unemployment benefits. Republicans have argued that the program makes it more profitable for low-wage workers to stay home. Bill Lee said on Twitter, We will no longer participate in federal pandemic unemployment programs because Tennesseans have access to more than 250,000 jobs in our state. Families, businesses, and our community thrive when we focus on meaningful employment and move on from short-term federal fixes. Several other southern, southern states have similarly chosen out of the to opt out of the program. Tennessee is also ending participation in federal programs that have allowed those who don't usually qualify for benefits, such as the self-employed, to receive them, as well as an initiative that extended the payments once regular unemployment benefits expired. Tennesseans currently receive approximately $575 per week, In unemployment benefits that's uh, roughly $14.38 per hour over a 40 hour week nearly double the federal minimum wage earlier this week President Biden claimed there was no real evidence that people weren't returning to work because of government benefits even though employers have reported across the country having plenty of jobs to fill but no workers taking them well I say good for bill lee Good for Bill Lee. I think it's happened here, uh, it, happening here in the state of Alabama as well. There's other states as well where that's happening. Good for these governors. Good for stay for for standing up and doing what's right. As I've said recently, there are a lot of people out there who are opting to go to the mailbox rather than go to work. And if you if you're in business, you know what I'm talking about. You're looking for people. You have to fill positions, but nobody wants to come to work because they can make So what? What is this figure? Five hundred and where is where is it now? It's a four five hundred and seventy five dollars a week. Five hundred and seventy five dollars a week. I'll take that. <laughs> I would take that. <laughs> where do I sign? But I hear story after story. From people who are in business. Because I I do deal with people. I do talk to people on a regular basis. Who are in business. And they're talking about how they're having to close this part of their business. Or that part of their business. Because they can't find people willing to come to work. They'd rather go to their mailbox. Than go to work. So good for him. I'm glad he's done this. It means a lot. Because. It's bad for an individual to not do something productive. It's not good for you just to let somebody else pay for everything in your life. It goes against the grain of everything that we stand for here in the in the United States of America. We, we are a nation which is a nation of opportunity. And in that sense, the playing field is very level. Everybody has opportunity. You can make something of yourself. You just have to find that niche that lights your fire and then fan the flame. I, I said this on the uh, on the show this morning over at liferadio.fm, and that's that's about minimum wage, hiring people in. We were talking about uh, McDonald's. Uh, we had a story about McDonald's this morning and uh, and how they're uh, the McDonald's corporate. That's it. McDonald's corporate is uh, raising The minimum wage in all of their, hang on, I'm pulling the story up here. All of their company-owned, yeah, that's it. McDonald's is raising pay at 650 company-owned stores in the United States as part of its push to hire thousands of new workers in a tight labor market. You see, because people would rather go to the mailbox than go to work, companies like McDonald's have decided, well, to motivate them to get up and go to work, we're going to have to pay them more. Okay, I kind of get that, but yeah, this is—it's a Chicago-based fast food giant corporation. They said yesterday the out their hourly wages at company stores will increase an average of ten percent over the next few months. They're going up to thirteen bucks. Will rise to fifteen bucks by twenty twenty four. Entry level work workers will make at least eleven dollars an hour. Shift managers will make at least fifteen dollars an hour. But only about five percent of the McDonald's locations. There are 14,000 of them in the United States. Only about 5% are owned by the company. The other 95% of the stores in the U.S. are owned by franchisees. And those franchisees set the pay levels in their own restaurants. McDonald's is the latest restaurant chain to announce pay raises. Chipotle said Monday it's going to be hiring workers at uh, Hike Workers' Pay to an average of $15 per hour by the end of June. Darden Restaurants, that's uh, who owns Olive Garden and other chains, said in March they'll be guaranteeing workers $12 an hour, including tips by 2023. The result of this decision by McDonald's is going to be mixed. On one hand, those 650 company-owned stores may see an increase In people applying for jobs. They may. I'm sure they will see some. But mm, I'm not sure how much. And the flip side of the coin. Is that the other 95%. Will then. Be forced to do the same thing. Because the news is out. And people will come to those places. And apply for jobs. And expect. That. That. Um. $13 Thirteen dollars an hour. They'll expect that that uh, entry level wage of eleven dollars an hour, and it won't be there because those companies, those those franchisees, aren't corporate stores. They don't have to follow the lead of the corporate stores. Those corporate owners will do what they want, and they will have people coming looking for jobs, expecting them to pay more than these franchisees are willing to pay. And then the next thing you know, there will be news stories of people protesting outside of McDonald's restaurants across America saying that they're not paying what, they're, what they were promised to pay, what they promised to pay people. And, and they will ignore the fact or they will bury in their stories the fact that it's only, only 5% of McDonald's stores that are actually locked into this. And, and what will happen is there will be negative news stories and, all, and there will be pressure, lots and lots and lots of pressure on these franchisees to raise their wages to match the corporate stores. Well, the corporate stores owned and operated by the corporation have the backing of the corporation, which is making money, where? From the franchisees. Ding! Yeah, the franchisees, they pay franchise fees to corporate McDonald's. Corporate McDonald's has that franchise money coming in on top. From, from 95% of 14,000 stores across America, McDonald's, McDonald's doesn't have to have corporate stores. They don't have to have 650 McDonald's locations across America. America to be making money they could be purely a franchise operation a franchise uh, organization selling franchises to people who open them on their own and they would be in great shape why because they're making money from the franchisees the franchisees have to buy their their uh, their, their potatoes their their hamburger patties their buns they, they buy all the stuff that comes from mcdonald's from the corporate so mcdonald's is making a ton of money from the franchisees. They have money coming from 95% of the McDonald's restaurants in America and can say, oh, sure, we'll pay you $15 an hour. It's not coming from their restaurants. They may say it is, but there's this thing called fungibility. The funds that come in a certain a certain place will offset the funds that aren't coming in some other place, and the corporate offices will be able to absorb some loss from their company-owned stores. This happens in a lot of businesses. You know, I have a radio background. And if a company owns a lot of radio stations around the country, it will have a company will have radio stations in some markets that never make any money. But they stay on the air because a lot of the other stations in the company are making money hand over fist. So they may have a few that aren't making a lot of money. They keep them afloat. They won't do it forever, but they will keep them afloat until they can get their feet under them and start making a little bit of money and paying their own way. It happens in company after company after company. And they'll keep them afloat for a certain amount of time because the corporate office has the money coming from everywhere else. The same will apply to these 650 company-owned McDonald's stores. Of course they can pay $15 an hour because the company is making plenty of cash from the 95% of the other stores out of that 14,000 locations and of course at those 14,000 locations people will come apply for a job learn they can't make 15 dollars an hour because they don't really pay attention all they see is headlines and all they hear is the rumors their friends are passing around on social media and they will show up for job interviews and learn no we're not paying 15 dollars an hour here that's only 650 of the McDonald's in America and you can imagine what's going to happen next. Welcome to the America we live in today. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Very interesting. Hmm. More to come up next up next. We'll take a look at something that President Biden is doing that he may not want anybody to know he's doing. And we'll explore why as the Daily Perspective continues.
1: Northern Tool and Equipment.
2: Yeah, my wife left me in charge of the kids' birthday party this year, and so far I'm staring at 50 kids in a bucket of cake mix.
1: You know your way around the kitchen?
2: Absolutely not. But I'm about to have 50 furious five-year-olds on my hands if I can't serve up the sugar soon.
1: All right, just stay calm. Now I'm going to need you to fire up a four-cubic-foot portable cement mixer.
2: Okay, got it.
1: Now dump in that mix and fire up your torch.
2: Whoa! Are we cooking? Well, it's warm, spongy, and not on fire. Think they'll eat it? I'll let you be the judge. Uh, who wants cake?
1: There's no problem. A little horsepower can't solve. Northern Tool and Equipment northern tool and equipment
2: yeah my wife left me in charge of the kids birthday party this year and so far i'm staring at 50 kids in a bucket of cake mix
1: you know your way around the kitchen
2: absolutely not but i'm about to have 50 furious five-year-olds on my hands if i can't serve up the sugar soon
1: all right just stay calm now i'm gonna need you to fire up a four cubic foot portable cement mixer
2: okay got it
1: now dump in that mix and fire up your torch
2: Are we cooking? Well, it's warm, spongy, and not on fire. Think they'll eat it? I'll let you be the judge. Uh, who wants cake? There's no problem. A little
1: horsepower can't solve. Northern Tool and Equipment. Whoa.
0: The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's
1: huge! Is the moment I knew that for him.
2: You can't even see the top!
0: Even the sky has no limit.
3: There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and
0: discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at
3: discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
0: It's the Daily Perspective Podcast. Good to have you along. Oh, yeah. As I teased before the break, President Biden is restarting Something that most people would never have thought he's doing. He's restarted construction along the southern border wall. He halted that construction by executive order on his very first day in office back in January. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers has resumed construction on 13.4 miles of levee in the Rio Grande Valley that was halted by Biden's order to stop all work related to former President Donald Trump's border wall. The Corps said in a tweet, in support of CBP's border infrastructure program, USACE has resumed DHS funded design and construction support on approximately 13.4 miles of levee in the Rio Grande Valley that were partially excavated or at various levels of construction when work on the wall was paused for review. They didn't pause it for review. Trust me, they did not pause work for review. They paused it to kill it because of their plans to allow people to flood over the border without any interference. Because as you recall... President Biden said this. What I would do as president is several more things because things have changed. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. During a debate, that is what Joe Biden, then a candidate, said. We would welcome the surge. Come. Come on. Holy moly, there was no review. Wall construction remains paused to extent it permitted by law, they added in another tweet, adding that uh, they'd started critical work to repair the Rio Grande Valley's flood levy, which was excavated to make way for the border wall. This remediation work will not involve expanding the border barrier. So they're doing work as it pans out to Repair the levee that had been excavated in order to build the wall in that place. Levee construction. So, in actuality, what's going on is that they're taking it a step further. They're taking his, no, we're not doing that a step further. We're not doing it. In fact, we're not doing it so much that we're repairing this, that which was preparing the ground for the wall. it's all because they know surging people across the border taxes the systems. It makes it impossible for us to care for the people. It makes it impossible for us to process the people. It overburdens everything. Everything breaks down. And then they can step up and say, it's all been faulty from the beginning. We need a new system. And then they pr- propose some bizarre unreliable unrealistic unmanageable leftist system promising it will satisfy the need and, and then it never does they never do satisfy the need and that's just the that's just the the, the nature of the leftist beast you look at the history of every, every nation which has believed the leftist lie and bought into socialism, and you will see the same things being said then that are being said by the Democrats right now here in the United States of America. In fact, I posted something the other day to social media. I posted a, um, uh, it, was a it was a little graphic image, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking for it right now because I want to make sure I get it exactly right. And it had to do with, when Cuba made the decision to to begin making changes. And I realized there was a revolution. Yes, there was a revolution in Cuba. And here is what they said. This is actually a flyer that was put out by the people of Cuba. It's printed in English. It says, our revolution is not communist. Our revolution is humanist. The Cubans only want the right to an education, the right to work, the right to eat without fear, the right to peace, justice, and freedom. Does this sound familiar to you? Our revolution is not communist. Our revolution is humanist. The Cubans only want the right to an education, the right to work, the right to eat without fear, the right to peace, justice, and freedom. If it sounds familiar, it's because. That's, in essence, what's being said about BLM. That's what Antifa is saying. That's what these other leftist organizations, these Marxist organizations, are telling the people. They're telling our young people that this is what they want. They just want everything to be fair so that all of these certain, these people groups that are oppressed can live in peace. victim groups can live in peace. And as I've explained many times, that's the whole thing about leftism, about progressivism. It can't survive without a victim class. And so where there is none and here in the United States of America, the way our set, our system is set up really, unless you've been lied to about it and you don't understand how it works. There's no need for any victim class because everybody has the opportunity to succeed unless it's politically expedient that some not succeed. And if those, can't, those people can't succeed, then they need a hero. And that's where progressives come in. They can play the hero. And so we have segments of our society today which are members of a victim class a victim class created by politicians because those politicians recognize the need for a victim class in order for them to have any value and there we have it that is why basically the Democrat Party exists because without a victim class they don't have anything to do there used to be a day when Democrats and Republicans saw everything from just different perspectives and worked towards common goals with different methods of getting there. But that day is long, long gone, especially on the federal level. There is no hiding it anymore, and they don't. The people in in Congress right now, the people in the Senate, people like AOC, AOC, Who say the quiet part out loud all the time, leave no room for doubt whatsoever that what they want is Marxism in the United States of America. And those of us who remember history, who have been taught history in their childhood when they were in school, know exactly how that happens and what happens as a result of it. And it never works, it never has, it never will. Because it's all based on a lie. And for anything to prosper, it has to be based in truth. People don't want, really, what Marxism offers. Because Marxism is offering a lie. And there's a lot more to talk about when it comes to lies, like Pelosi responding to a lawmaker comparing ins- the insurrection. They call it the insurrection, an armed insurrection on January 6th. And no, it wasn't. There are all kinds of lies there. That's a story that'll be in the mix today over at, uh, at linkreport.us. And there's other things as well. Go have a look today. But when I wrap up today, I want to talk about a specific thing. I've got about three minutes to go here. And um, I've, been, I've been weighing a decision for a while. And I knew this day was going to be coming because, um, I've been working the side project that I've been working on, which is now LifeRadio.fm, is requiring plenty of my time and my creative input. And I have had to make a decision about what to do with the daily perspective. Um, I started the daily perspective podcast as a creative outlet. After working in talk radio for a couple of years and realizing that, um, that was a wonderful outlet for me creatively and philosophically to give me a place to vent, to give me a place to express the, the things I saw the way I saw things. And as a result, it garnered some attention and is that's why you're here. That's why you're listening to this podcast. Somebody shared it with you. You may have stumbled across it. You possibly listened to the the talk radio show that Dave and I did for a couple of years, and you wanted to continue getting that kind of information. So here you are. However you found it, I do appreciate the fact that you're there. I'm, I'm glad that you have hung on for the length of time that you have. But I've come to a place where there's a fork in the road, and I have to make a decision. And um, that decision is to pursue the path that more closely resembles the path to peace for me and that is doing the work for liferadio.fm so this is the final podcast for the daily perspective this is it um it hasn't really been an easy decision because i do i have enjoyed this time doing this for the last it's about 3 years now Uh, off and on through a couple of knee surgeries and through the ins and outs and ups and down employment and income and outlay and everything, but I'm going to focus all of my attention over to liferadio.fm, henceforth. And having said that, I appreciate you being here for as long as you've been here. I appreciate the feedback you've given. I appreciate the input. I appreciate critiques and everything and the fact that you were faithful and shared and brought other people along with you. I would just ask you to come along with me over to liferadio.fm and listen to the morning show, the Mark and Max show every day from 6 to 10 Central and join in the fun. It's a bit more positive. We do touch on politics from time to time, but for the most part, we just look at the absurdity of life and we enjoy ourselves and have a good laugh. And I'm inviting you for along for the ride. So that's it for me. God bless you. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.
1: We'll knock off now and take the next two days off. How's that?